Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am here with Laura Days, and we're going to be talking all about trusting our bodies, which is a topic I think is so important. Um, just, you know, enough of not enough of us are in tune with our bodies, and it really does tell us everything we need to know. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. And I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, our guest is Lara Days, and Lara is a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, yoga instructor, and sports nutritionist who is on a mission to dismantle the diet industry and empower people to live their happiest, healthiest, most confident lives. Lara focuses on improving your mindset, unlearning your past conditioning, and creating productive daily habits so that you can find food freedom ditch diet culture, and step into your power. Welcome, Laura. I love that bio. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I was distracted by your kitty, but now I can't I see it. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's hiding. She only acts up when we're recording things. That's it. Yep. yep. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> So Laura, welcome. I'm so excited to jump into this topic, you know, trusting our bodies and, you know, the message of, of ditching diet culture. And I think they're, you know, they're so interconnected in some ways. So, um, yeah, where would you like to start? I'll let you go you know, ahead and I kick off the conversation. Totally. Um, I guess we can dive into kind of how I realized that this was almost the missing, magical pill, if you will, <laughs> with, with my work, with my clients, um, the coaches that I had when I used to hire nutrition coaches would give me macros or meal plans or something like that. And, you know, I'm one of those people who's very intrinsically motivated and I like to learn. And so I was able to kind of utilize the tools they were giving me and figure out how to make it work for myself. But I was a lifelong athlete and not everyone has the same level of, um, you know, body awareness mm -hmm. and drive to learn and all of that. And what was happening when I started coaching my own clients and using similar tools is that they would maybe make some progress. They would learn about nutrition. They would learn about food and movement and water and things like that. But then they would hit this plateau and I couldn't quite figure out really what it was. Um, some of them would have trouble sticking to plans. Some of them would follow the plan, but it wasn't, you know, quote unquote working. And really that's kind of what led me to do some more digging. And I was like, this doesn't work. Like meal plans don't work. Macros don't work. All of these external tools are just tools to better inform what we need. They are not the end all be all of what we need. And so 
you know, having people look for confidence or look for all of these things that are actually what they want. And what I mean when I say that is people always say they want to lose weight or they want to get healthy. And like, that doesn't really mean anything. So it's really about figuring out what they really want. And for most of us, it is confidence and wanting to feel accepted or feel empowered. And that really just comes to trusting ourselves. And I started looking back on how most of us are raised. We go off to school when we're, you know, four or five, and all of a sudden we're no longer eating when we're hungry. We're eating when it's lunchtime or when we're told Mm -hmm. exactly. And so we start eating on this schedule, which um, takes us out of what our body really needs and the ability to honor those hunger and fullness cues as they're happening in real time. And then we go on, you know, we stay on this schedule forever and all of a sudden we're completely out of tune with what our bodies actually need. And that's where people start to think, oh, well, I must be doing something wrong or I must not know how to eat or I must not not be working out the right way as if there's a right way to work out. Right. 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 (laughs) And so that's kind of what led me to this. Um idea of really just helping people tune into what their body needs and learning to trust, trust it. Yeah. And, you know, talking about um, losing weight and I I feel like so many people feel like they have to lose weight before they can do X, Y, or Z. Before Mm -hmm. I can become a public speaker, I have to lose weight or before I can start you know, taking the kids to the swimming pool, I have to lose weight or, you know, like we have all these excuses of why we have to lose weight. And, you know, I think you're really hitting on something that it's actually more of a confidence. Um, We have to learn how to trust ourselves. Like your weight does not matter. If you're standing up on stage, the people watching do not care. Um, They don't know that you weigh 10, 20 pounds more than you did last year, whatever that number might be. They don't know. They don't care. All they care about is the content that you're about to give them. And I think, you know, it's hard to trip that switch though. It is. And one of the things that I will often have my clients think about is, well, first of all, I don't think most of us realize that confidence really is just self-trust, the ability to trust ourselves in any given situation if we're not confident in the gym, it's probably because we feel like we don't know what we're doing. We don't trust ourselves to do things Mm -hmm. correctly, right? If we're not confident speaking on stage, it's probably because we don't trust ourselves to deliver what we are supposed to deliver, right? It's just self-trust. And so I will sometimes have people think about an area in their lives where they feel really confident. Maybe that is public speaking. Maybe it is in their job. Maybe it's in a relationship. And I will ask them, you know, do you trust yourself to do what you need to do in this situation? And the answer is yes. And so it's really, you know, the reason that we don't feel confident in our body is because we don't trust it. We don't trust it to tell us what we need, or we maybe trust it. We don't quite know how to listen to it or how to honor what it's Mm -hmm. telling us. Um, But you're so right that, you know, our, our weight does not matter. It has nothing to do with what we're saying, who we are being, how we're showing up, or at least it doesn't have to, right? Mm -hmm. 
and no, no one knows what pants size I wear, you know, like right. <laughs> no one knows if I'm wearing a two or a 12 or a 22, like no one knows. Yeah. But, you know, it's really just that, uh, that self-trust and knowing that our bodies know what's best for us. And so when you're working with a client, how, how do you help someone so you're so right that people are not in tune with their bodies, um, especially when I think when it comes to eating in particular. Um, but how do you help your clients come to that, like how to begin to tune into your body? Because um, it, it can be, I mean, like, you know, it, it can be a learned behavior. Like you have to learn how to do this if you aren't, you know, in tune with it. Absolutely. I think there are a lot of ways, which is great because some of them are going to be more accessible to people than others. Um, really just starting some sort of movement practice is a really great way. If we're not doing, um, any sort of movement, intentional movement, that's really great going to a gym, whether it's something like, um, I coach F45 and I teach yoga. Those are obviously very different activities, mm -hmm. but you know, whether it's a yoga class or whether it's, um, you know, a cycling class, those things moving our bodies intentionally will help us learn what feels good and what doesn't. So I think that's a great way. And if you already have intentional movement in your daily routine or weekly routine, just take a moment during that yoga class or spin class and check in with yourself and ask yourself how, like, how am I feeling? How hard am I actually pushing myself? How hard do I want to push myself today? I start every yoga practice that I teach, whether it's a power yoga or a yin yoga with a quick body scan and just really a mind body scan just to check in. Like, how am I doing? Do I really want to pop into inversions today? Or am I really feeling like doing some modification and maybe chilling in child's pose for a while? Um, and honoring what it is our body is telling us and mind body scans. We can do at any point throughout the day. First thing in the morning is really great. Just while you're still in bed to lay there and start at your head, move down to your toes. Are there any areas of my body that are hurting? Are my legs sore from this workout? Am I feeling really tired today? And just noticing those things about our bodies will help inform how to take care of it. Another big one is eating slowly and mindfully. A lot of us eat on the go. We eat while we're driving, while right. we're working, while we're running yep. out the door. Like how in the world are we supposed to know how our body's feeling or when we're hungry, when we're full, if we're just shoveling food into our face? That's where I start with most of my clients is really practicing slow eating that is mm. not distracted. I mean, how many of us have sat at our desk, we're busy working and we ate an entire sandwich and then we reach for it and we're like, where'd my sandwich go? Uh -huh. Like you just totally self-consciously ate that sandwich. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everybody can relate or while you're driving or whatever, um, you're just trying to get that nutrition in your body and you're not thinking about it. And you know, you didn't enjoy that food. So therefore you're probably still going to be hungry because your mind thinks you didn't eat. Yeah. You, we sometimes are still hungry exactly because we didn't 
take the time to enjoy our food. Mm-hmm. Other people struggle because they'll shovel it all in. And then by the time their brain catches up, they realize they're over full because right. they have a mm-hmm. chance to notice that they had eat, overeaten. So, you know, these are great examples of how that takes us out of being present and takes us out of touch with our bodies. And it's okay if it happens every now and then we're always right. going to have those days where a meeting runs long yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. it comes in for lunch. that, you know, the point is not to shame people who are eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to, um, bring awareness to that. And one place that I will start if people, and this is very common that this, this habit that we work on, this slow eating habit is much more challenging than people anticipate because it is mm-hmm. how quickly they've been eating. So we'll pick one meal that feels the most doable for them. Usually that's not lunch because most of us are working, um, during lunchtime. It usually is not breakfast because we're running out the door. We have kids or whatever. And so people will often start with dinner and they'll know that that's a time where they can sit, they can relax, their day is done. And they'll just at dinner practice eating more slowly and checking in with themselves during that meal. and you know, feeling, okay, am I getting full? Another activity that I will do with my clients is have them write about what their actual hunger, like physical hunger cues are. A lot of times we don't know, and we think we're hungry because it's noon and everyone else is eating, Mm -hmm. but we maybe don't actually feel hungry. So for me personally, I get that like empty grumbling stomach feeling. Sometimes I get a headache. If it's really been a long time since I've eaten, I'll get almost like the feeling of being hypoglycemic and shaky mm-hmm. and hot. And like, that's when I know that I did not do a great job eating for the You're day. Almost to the hangry. <laughs> oh yeah. Where that's like beyond the hangry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but knowing what your body's cues are, right. My body's hunger cues might not be the same as yours. And so really thinking about, okay, what does my body tell me when it's hungry? Do I feel that empty stomach feeling? Or do I notice first that I feel kind of lightheaded or, you know, am I getting hangry? Is that my first symptom of hunger? And then acknowledging when you feel that hunger to eat something like that, you need to honor what your body's telling you also. So that means it's time to eat. Whereas if we're not feeling those hunger cues, maybe we can wait 30 minutes until we start to feel them. And those are really great ways to just start to honor what our body is telling us and tune in. Yeah. I think one of my biggest downfalls is in the evening, um, like watching TV, I eat like sort of cause I'm bored. Um, like, Oh, it's time for a snack and, you know, go make some popcorn or whatever. Um, and I'm not necessarily hungry. I just feel like I need something to do. Um, and again, I think a lot of people can probably relate to that, but, um, it's hard. It's like, Oh, it's seven o'clock. I think I should make popcorn or whatever. Right. It kind of becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, that's not bad. It's food is more than just fuel. Food is socializing. It is culture. It is um, a way to show love. Like food is more than that. And if that is a nighttime habit or tradition that like feels really good and nourishing for you, I think that's great. 
if it's the kind of thing where you're like, I don't really even want this and I'm doing it anyway, then that's when I would say, okay, what can we do instead? Can we turn off the TV and have a conversation with someone? Can we, my husband and I drink bubbly water in the evening. Like every night it's our, our thing. When we're sitting on the couch, we have some sort of sparkling water. I never drink it during the day. I just drink my, we, we have regular ass water and we have bubbly water. (laughs) (laughs) That's like our nighttime thing is to have a bubbly water. Um, and that helps a little bit because it is something to do while we're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then we could also get into how we always feel like we have to be doing something and maybe it would yeah. be a challenge yeah. to just be still and not yep. be doing something, which I am admittedly not great at doing myself. Um, but yeah, these are things that I think just really add to all of the external noise that comes at us about tuning inward. Also, you know, aside from being on a schedule, we have people pushing products to like suppress our hunger, which is Mm -hmm. ridiculous because hunger is our body's physiological cue that we need food. Um, you know, you don't see people passing out. I've seen some really funny reels about, uh, like only peeing at certain times or like, well, you just peed. You can't go pee again. Like you already peed, but that's what people do with hunger, right? It's like, yes, I can. <laughs> um, but having to break all of that conditioning around, oh, well, I couldn't possibly be hungry because I just ate two hours ago. Like, no, if your body's telling you you're hungry, you're, you're hungry. Just like when our body tells us we're thirsty, we're thirsty. We would never say, well, I just took a sip of water two minutes ago. I can't be thirsty again, you know? Um, And so it is tough work. And it, I find that the, the older we are and the longer we've had these habits and the longer we've had this conditioning, the more challenging it can be to really break that conditioning. Um, But baby steps are totally the way to go you know, for anyone listening, if, if a morning mind body scan sounds like the most doable thing for you right now, just start with that. You don't need to try to overhaul your entire life all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think people get really overwhelmed, you know, going back to like, just start with movement and, you know, joining the gym might seem way too overwhelming. Right. Um, so maybe it's, buying some DVDs or like the Peloton app or the Apple app. Like there's so many (laughs) options out there now with really Uh great workouts. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of ways to work out at home. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people who, who might not necessarily have done an exercise routine before that can seem overwhelming. So maybe it's going for a walk around the block. Yeah. And, and then you start adding on to that. Maybe you go around two blocks or Mm -hmm. it is, it's baby steps and it's really finding something you're going to stick with too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, whether, whether we're talking about food or movement, it's so important to find things that you enjoy. Um, you, you don't need to run. If you hate running, <laughs> you don't need to eat kale. If you hate kale, actually, <laughs> right? I really don't like kale at all. 
Um, maybe if it's like kale chips that are covered in salt and garlic or something, then I'm good with it. But like, I don't need to eat that. Like I can get my nutrients from other places. If you hate running, you can get your movement from other activities. Um, but yeah, just those baby steps and being consistent is what will help build that confidence and that self-trust. If you can't trust yourself to do you know, the one five minute body scan, then you're going to feel like you're a failure. So pick something that feels doable and a goal that feels doable. Maybe you don't start with seven days a week. Maybe you start with just Monday mornings and then you add Monday mornings and Saturday mornings or whatever is going to work best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also just not like getting down on yourself. If you you know, miss a day or you overate or, you know, whatever it is like, just, it's okay. It happens. All of us, you know, it, you can't, nobody's perfect. We can't be perfect all the time. And, um, I think sometimes people get really upset with them, um, themselves like, Oh, I, I ate two cookies last night. I shouldn't have ate that. Well, big deal. Get over it. (laughs) He's almost every night. Start (laughs) over the next day. Right. Like it's just, we get so obsessed sometimes with, with the silliest things, um, that, you know, they're not really derailing us. It's, it's, it's all just data. Yeah. And it's how we learn, right? If if we find that, um, you know, every day at three o'clock, we're walking to the, the pantry and just foraging for whatever's there, can, like, how can we use that as data? Let's look at what are we eating for breakfast and lunch? Are we eating enough food? Are we eating protein, carb, fat? If we're not eating enough, of course, we're, we're going to be hungry. So can we fix this three o'clock, you know, scavenging? by just adding a little bit more food to our breakfast and our lunch or whatever meal or meals we're eating before 3 p.m. If we find, okay, I actually am eating enough food, can we put a meeting at three o'clock so that we're not walking to the pantry? You know, it's, it's just data. It's not, it doesn't have to be this emotional spiral, right? It's, it's about zooming out and saying, okay, why did this happen? Why did I overeat? Why did I miss lunch today? Why did I push myself too hard at the gym? Like, do I need an ego check? Because my body knows way better than my ego. Um, and it's, it's just a learning experience. Exactly. Well, Laura, this has been such a great conversation. Um, if people want to learn more about what you have to offer and learn more about you, um, your website is laraelizabethcoaching.com. And we do have that in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can go into the show notes and um, get the clickable link. But Laura, let us know what people can expect to find um, at your website. Yeah, for sure. So my website is mostly about the services that I offer. I offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching. It also has a link to my Instagram, which is where I do the bulk of my content sharing and writing um, my Instagram and my, my email, um, which you can also opt into my email list through my website as well. And yeah, I talk a lot about just this kind of stuff. I talk a lot about food freedom and 
bullshit that we hear from the diet industry, a lot of debunking (laughs) that happens on my page. Um, Yeah. I would love to love to have everyone in the community. Great. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing such great information with everyone. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to this to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.